welcome, welcome, welcome back to They Made Their Way to the Ring. The last episode celebrated a huge milestone. It was a special episode, a one-year anniversary of the show. We've now reached a massive 470 total streams across both seasons, but I'm not finished yet. My content has reached 26 countries across the globe. Countries like the USA, France, Germany, Saudi Arabia, Australia and South Africa and has been rated 5 stars. It's honestly incredible. So, boasting aside, this is episode number 21. I gave the clue that this experience would highlight another inspirational star of the women's wrestling world. A star I have huge respect for. This woman is inspirational in my opinion for many, many reasons. She is another former Diva Surge contestant and Total Diva. She had one of the most electric and unique debuts as a Glamazon somewhat obsessed fan. This Diva accomplished an 11 year career with World Wrestling Entertainment and in that time tried a hand at many different roles including an active wrestler, reality star, on-screen manager and a backstage correspondent. So, for the second last time this series, making her way to the ring from San Jose, Costa Rica, Rosa Mendez. Rosa, Rosa, Rosa. What can I say? In my opinion, one of the most underutilized and underappreciated talents of the modern day era. The talent pool during Rosa's time in WWE was nothing like it is today in terms of numbers. So why? Why did she fly so low under the radar? Well, before we get to these theories, let's take it back, right back to the start. Milena Roca, a former model, expressed her admiration and appreciation for one specific diva in an interview given in 2006. She said she made no secret that she was stratified from an early age. She was a huge fan of now seven-time women's champion and our childhood fantasy, Trish Stratus. Roca revealed she used to read a lot of fitness magazines and Trish inspired her to start working out at the young age of 19 or 20. Roca's WWE journey began when she earned a spot in the 2006 Diva Search contest. This show had already seen some previous success in the Diva world from names such as Christy Hemi, Candice Michelle, Maria, Michelle McCool, Joy Giovanni, Crystal and Ashley, just to name a few. So Roca was in good company. Taking part in contests and segments week after week, she finished in fourth place, but that wouldn't be the end of the road. The future still looked bright as she was later offered a WWE developmental contract. So what did that mean? Well, Roca was headed to OVW. If you're unfamiliar with the Ohio Valley Wrestling promotion, I did find quite a lot of content over on YouTube. OVW was a developmental brand before making it to the main roster, if you were entertaining enough. And Roca was obviously just that. So, surprisingly, not many people seem to know this, but Rosa Mendez, or Roca, was actually a champion. Yes, I'm going to celebrate this. I want this fact to shatter your ceilings and break down your doors. Roca held gold. She was a one-time champion during her time in OVW. In a dark match, she beat five opponents in a six-way match to be crowned the new OVW Women's Champion. She held the championship for almost five months before losing it to Katie Lee, known later as Katie Lee Burchill in WWE. 
She also had a good feud with Serena Deeb during this run. She spent almost two years here in OVW learning the craft and I have to say she paid her dues. She wasn't just another pretty face. She would be seen setting up the ring with the men in the rain, in the snow. She travelled from town to town performing in front of small crowds of literally 15 to 30 people at times. Those days were hard. They didn't have the performance centre that they do now. No state of the art, just constant grind. Hashtag Diva Days. Roka would then be moved on to Tampa, Florida to FCW, again WWE's then developmental brand. It was quite an interesting time in FCW. They frequently held matches which saw their homegrown talent, so those at the beginning of their careers, compete against divas from Raw, SmackDown and ECW. Rosa Mendez was one of those divas that ventured down to FCW during an early WWE run. She was frequently seen not only on the main roster as a valet, but also at FCW tapings, where she would wrestle to brush up her skills ready for a breakout singles career on TV. Whilst there, she would challenge the longest reigning FCW queen in November of 2010. Rosa's biggest achievement in this promotion thus far, she became the FCW queen when she beat AJ for this crown. She held on to the title until February 2011 where Aksana defeated her, becoming the new queen of FCW. Mendes did have quite a warm and welcome reception, you know, when appearing in FCW. So when it came to WWE, the main roster, what happened? Was it just different fan bases, just the typical always booing the heel? Why couldn't Rosa get over? So we've covered the diva search, we've talked a developmental journey, but just how did Rosa Mendez make her way to the main roster in WWE? I feel she did it in one of the most unique and exciting ways in WWE history. Beth Phoenix, the Glamazon, was at the height of her career. She was the WWE Women's Champion, a powerhouse, the top of the mountain. Nobody could match her power or strength. Why wouldn't anyone aspire to be like her? A powerhouse, dominant, and quite frankly, like no other, a diva in a million. Well, one woman certainly did. On November the 24th, 2008, Beth had come around to Monday Night Raw. She made her way out to the ring for a scheduled six diva tag team match. During Beth's entrance, we saw a woman in the crowd holding up a sign saying, Glamazon in training with a big red arrow pointing down to the holder. Now, I remember watching this and I remember thinking, yeah, that's pretty cool, but that's also pretty odd. Something about this woman stood out. She didn't look just like any other fan in the crowd. And Beth's second look back at this fan as she smiled standing on the apron painted a bigger picture. It solidified my curiosity. There was more to this woman than meets the eye. Was there a new diva coming to town? Beth was heading into a next feud with the women's title at stake. Her opponent, the woman who had returned from injury with nothing but gold on her mind, Melina. For the entirety of the match, this fan stood front row by the barricade holding the sign high. She was in awe of the women's champion. The following week, Melina was set to face Gillian. Before the bell rang, Glamorella made their way to the commentary desk. Santino and Beth approached the announcers and who was behind the barricade? the woman we saw last week, this Glamazon superfan. She came armed with a killer smile and a new sign in hand. Week after week, this obsessed fan appeared front row to support Beth Phoenix. 
She appeared in every arena that Raw came to and as the weeks rolled on, Beth would notice her and start to show her appreciation for who seemed to be the Glamazon's biggest fan. On the last Raw of the year, a six diva battle royal took place, a battle royal to determine the number one contender for the WWE Women's Championship. Before the match began, the 2008 Diva of the Year, Slammy Award winner and women's champion Beth Phoenix came to the announce desk to get a better view. Melina earned the bragging rights after being the last Diva standing and after five weeks of ringside support, this superfan snapped. During a ringside confrontation between champion and challenger after the match, Melina looked to be getting the upper hand when out of nowhere came Rosa. She jumped the barricade and attacked Melina, knocking her from the announce desk to the floor. Beth looked as stunned as Melina, who was as stunned as the announce team. Just who was this woman and what was her business here in WWE? Well, she is Rosa Mendez. Two weeks after that attack, Beth and Melina would be on opposite sides again for a tag team match. Beth teaming with Jillian and Melina with Kelly Kelly. Prior to this, Stephanie McMahon revealed that Rosa had been essentially banned from coming to WWE house shows and TV tapings, obviously, as she was a security risk. Problem solved, right? Wrong. As Melina made her way to the ring, the strangest thing happened. One of her photographers attacked her during her iconic entrance. But it wasn't just any photographer. Oh no, Rosa Mendez was back. The assaults on Melina continued after Glamorella hired Mendez to be their intern. Rosa would get a debut match on Raw on the 30th of March 2009, where she made up the numbers on what was the biggest ever Divas tag team match. An 18 Diva tag team match. These Diva moments aren't talked about enough. This match had potential. It could have gone longer. Only five Divas wrestled the match. Jillian, Mickey, Tiffany, Beth and Katie Lee. Not even half of the Divas were used and we didn't even get the traditional Divas finisher spot. It was one with a roll-up. Disappointing. They could have had Rosa cost Beth the win, be new and green, or even have Rosa pick up an upset victory. A roll-up from Rosa would have been acceptable. This new diva, she means business, doesn't have a finisher yet, but can be sneaky inside the ring. That's how I'd have booked the match. Only six nights later, Rosa Mendez experienced her first ever WrestleMania moment. She was involved in the 25 Diva Battle Royal to crown Miss WrestleMania. Divas of past and present took part and sadly Rosa would be the third eliminated shortly after the introduction had concluded. Shocker. Rosa took a nasty elimination by the Bellas. I think for the first time in her early career, she went aerial with a moveset. No joke, she was catapulted through the ropes at breakneck speed. It was Rosa's first suicide dive. The next few weeks were rocky for Rosa. Her and Beth moved away from Miss WrestleMania, Santina Morella. Then a Divas Battle Royal took place and Rosa got in Beth's way and got thrown by the Glamazon right over the top rope to the floor. I've said it before, the industry then wasn't as stacked with female talent as it is now. It had a long way to go and in my opinion, still does. But having a male superstar win the Divas Battle Royal on the grandest stage of them all really angered me. Beth could have picked up this win. It was a great time in her career. Melina or Mickey James too. A retired Victoria or Tori Wilson. The options were endless. But instead, Santino Morella, taking nothing away from him. He's a cool guy. It's the writers and they're writing for this match. It, it sucked. 
In June 2009, Rosa would get her first taste at singles competition when she went up against former WWE Women's Champion Mickey James. Rosa made her way to the ring with a mentor Beth, but before the duo approached the ramp, Rosa sent her backstage. She said she is confident she can do this on her own. She wanted to show Beth she was worth keeping around. Actually, I just want to say, how fresh was her entrance theme? It had a Spanish feel, a holiday vibe, very upbeat, and one of the most catchy beats I think any diva had come to the ring to. At this point, Rosa had one win and six losses under her belt. She was due some good luck. This new diva hadn't had the best start, so would she finally come up smelling of roses? Well, out came Maurice, the diva's champion. Right before the match started, with Rosa and Maurice to focus on, Mickey's plate was full. Mendez didn't manage to get the upset victory, but she did manage to get in some good offense. The swinging neckbreaker was a good, clean touch. The following week, during a six diva tag team match, Rosa's losing streak continued when again, Mickey got the pinfall after an impressive DDT. Was that it for Mickey and Rosa? Of course not. The next week on Raw, a fatal four-way divas match took place. And once again, Rosa took the loss to Mickey. Why wasn't Rosa getting the push her debut looked to promise? In late August 2009, Rosa seemed to be shifted back to a managerial position. A week prior to this, she had a mixed tag match on WWE Superstars. She teamed with Carlito to face Kofi Kingston and Mickey James. Surprisingly, Rosa's team took the win and Carlito would now have Rosa by his side for his matches. Win-win. Rosa got another shot at becoming number one contender for the Divas Championship this time during another battle royal, but a former teammate Beth dumped her right over the top rope along with her dreams of becoming the champion. With no clear goal in sight for Rosa, in October 2009 she was drafted to ECW. I honestly think their aim then was maybe to repackage Rosa before she came back to the main roster. Her debut came on October the 20th when ECW GM Tiffany welcomed her to the brand. It looked to me like the idea was have Rosa focus on managing, not wrestling. Have her work on her character both backstage and ringside. Really get the crowd behind her. I felt they debuted her as a face, but it didn't last long. She aligned herself with a client. And cue Zack Ryder. The pair conjured up quite the personal and professional relationship on screen and created some memorable moments in their months of reign and terror on the roster. They were responsible for the end of Tommy Dreamer when Zack Ryder defeated him in their stipulation match. If Ryder won, Dreamer retired from ECW and Rosa finally took a bump on the last ever episode of ECW when she interfered in the main event match of the night and was on the receiving end of a spear from GM Tiffany for doing so. This run would come to an end when ECW closed its doors for good in February 2010, making way for NXT, the newest product of WWE. The pair were then drafted to Raw. While it was nice to see Rosa get regular TV time, I would have liked to have seen her mix it up in the ring. A singles match with Tiffany or even a mixed tag match couldn't have been a bad thing, just to keep Rosa in the Divas mix. But look at her work as a manager. She took that role and she ran with it. One of ECW's and WWE's greatest female ringside talents, in my opinion. She was the only female on the roster besides the GM and she commanded attention each week. The crowd came to see Rosa Mendez. April the 5th, 2010 marked Rosa's in-ring return to Raw. She had a losing effort in another Divas Championship number one contenders battle royal. 
some things never changed. They built her up in ECW to drop the ball on her on the main roster return. It turned out it wouldn't be Monday Night Mendes for long. Just three weeks later, as part of the supplemental draft, she was drafted to SmackDown without Zack Ryder. Was a push coming? No. It would seem Rosa's repackage meant nothing as she lost to Kelly Kelly in a SmackDown debut match. Once again, as per usual, eating defeat. I had a real problem with this. Imagine training hard to get your dream job and being treated like the jobber they treated her as. Yes, Rosa has said she didn't push for more and you know it's a biggest regret but WWE had a handful of women on each brand and it seemed most would get their big moments. Except Rosa. Then, come May the 6th, 2010, on an episode of Superstars, I remember asking myself, was this hope on the horizon? You must all know what I mean. The moment Rosa reintroduced herself to the women's champion and a former mentor, Beth Phoenix. Would the student teach the teacher? This promo had me seated. I loved it. I thought, two years on the main roster, two years with a string of losses, this just had to be Rosa's time. Rosa marched to the ring with purpose, and as the king would say, I wish I had a swing like that in my backyard. We could feel the confidence had grown. We could tell she was going to own this moment. Rosa jumped on the mic and said, Yo soy Rosa Mendes. And for those of you who are not bilingual, I'll let you know what I'm talking about. My name is Rosa Mendes, and I've just been drafted to SmackDown. Then she said some things in Spanish. Yeah, I really should have brushed up. Sorry, guys. She said, Beth Phoenix's days of being a champion are coming to an end. Adios, Glamazon. Rosa was serious. Beth looked humid. Mendez followed this up by hitting Beth's chest with the mic three times. Then came, I think, one of the biggest slaps in WWE history. Beth's head almost rotated a full 360. It was reported that from this matchup, Rosa was due a big push, but sadly, as we know, the world of wrestling can be so brutal. Accidents and injury can occur. Beth tore her ACL. The timing couldn't have been worse. This match marked the beginning of a singles push for Mendez, but due to injury, it got put in a box and locked away. The following week on SmackDown, Rosa was scheduled for another shot at Beth, the women's champion. I know, I thought the same. Wait. Was this a storyline injury, I thought? But Beth came out spot in the knee brace, and Vicky Guerrero, the official consultant to SmackDown, followed. She had other ideas. She removed Rosa from the match and insisted she left the ring. She then inserted Leicool into a two-on-one handicap match for the WWE Women's Championship. From here, with Beth at home nursing an ACL injury and Leicool as co-women's champions beginning their legendary reign, Rosa was left with two options. Did she take them on for stealing a moment, or try to join them. Well, she chose the latter. In June, we would get to see segments that would show Rosa suggesting she joined the besties turned co-champions, making them a trio named Lekulosa. The champs responded with Lekul, yeah, Rosa, never. They continued to mock her, asking when was the last time she actually won a match? Was it on Raw? Mm, no. Smackdown? No. Superstars? No. Poor Rosa. The following week saw Rosa exercising in a backstage segment to try to impress Lekul. It didn't work, but she did win herself a Slammy Award for Best Use of Exercise Equipment. It's something, I guess. 
or was it? Rosa spoke on this moment on her Ring the Bell interview with Diaz and said that it was very distasteful and rude. She felt it was degrading. She said she's mad at the people who wrote that because it just wasn't cool. So speaking of Rosa's losses, in February 2011, after a face turn, she got her first ever win on the main roster. Only it was a win via disqualification when Michelle McCool interfered in the match against Layla. So I asked you all on X, did you think in an 11 year career it was fair that Rosa achieved one singles TV win in a career and even that wasn't a clean win? 50% of you said no and 50% said yes. It's clear I didn't have a lot of Rosa fans in the house but I'm hoping to change your mind by the end of this. I personally think those stats are shocking. I know Rosa can go, we've seen it. And quite frankly, she deserved better. At the end of 2011, Mendez joined forces with Primo and Epico. It seemed Rosa was back on the valet side of things. She accompanied the team week after week and WWE obviously found a reason down the line to trust Rosa to hold some gold. Only it was the tag team championship she held at ringside. Rosa gets her flowers for this trio, quite rightly. It worked. They were a very popular tag team. The trio initially a babyface did later turn heel toward the end of the partnership in 2013 and during this run Rosa did get some in-ring action when the three took issue with Natalia, The Great Carly, and Hornswoggle. They always had entertainment segments and I think Natalia and Rosa always had great chemistry. We thankfully got to explore this later down the line but this faction got Rosa's momentum moving once again. In November 2013, Rosa and the so-called True Divas, recruited by Divas champion AJ Lee, competed in the traditional Divas elimination tag team match against Team Total Divas. This was Rosa's first Survivor Series match and she actually scored a pinfall. Yes, you heard right, Rosa pinned Cameron, eliminated from the match. I couldn't even believe it either, it just felt so right and it wasn't even with a roll-up, it was with one of her finishes, the side slam. Rosa had already switched up her look before this match but had done so once again before her next big pay-per-view stop, WrestleMania 30 and the Vicky Guerrero Divas Invitational match, AJ Lee versus The World. Rosa went through somewhat of a Marilyn Monroe phase, almost like today's timeless Tony Storm. She looked great, she had a couple of spots in the match and I, I just remember being happy that she was included. On June the 23rd, 2014, Mendez was back on Raw. From here, she found herself doing the dirty work of the authority, in particular, the boss lady, Stephanie McMahon. The first job was getting Vicky fired. It was supposed to be Vicky versus Stephanie one-on-one, -on -one, but the match wouldn't be a wrestling match, which, by the way, Vicky was actually dressed all fancy and was prepared for, and she stood inside the ring. But Stephanie said, Vicky was in the wrong place. The match wouldn't take place in the ring, it would take place here. And she pointed to the pool she had placed by the ramp. She said it smells awful. And Vicky, being thrown inside it, well, it would be a fitting tribute to end her career. She called for her ladies to bring Vicky from the ring to the arena where the match would take place. I really liked that the choices were Alicia Fox, Layla and Rosa. Three Divas who had been on the roster for a very long time. Uh, now I did read somewhere that Vicky handpicked those women to have a hand in her last moments. 
um, I thought I'd add Rosa happened to enter the pudding pool first. I mean, just what was the deal with WWE and Rosa? On a side note, I honestly think Vicky had the biggest heel to face turn in the women's division ever. The crowd was so behind her. It, it was great. The following month, in July 2014, Rosa's authority work continued. Stephanie McMahon was now feuding with one half of the Bella Twins, Brie Bella. With Brie now fired, Stephanie made it her mission to destroy the remaining Bella sister by any means necessary. And one of her ideas was putting Nikki in a 7-on-1 handicap match on main event. Nikki versus the rest of the Total Divas cast. Rosa managed to get a window in this match taking on Nikki and it was a good showing. It felt fresh to see these Divas mix it up again. It had been so long since we'd seen them in a matchup. The rest of the Total Divas won this match when Eva Marie got the pin on a former mentor turned co-reality star Nikki Bella. Rosa had at this point joined the season 3 cast of Total Divas which aired in September 2014 and ended in March 2015. It had 20 episodes and it brought the fire. The heat was turned up. But did you know Rosa begged and begged to be on the show. She emailed producers and writers constantly to be on the hit reality show and in the end it paid off. Rosa was a popular cast member of the series and had some more to come. One thing I wanted to talk about was the match between Rosa and Naomi that aired on Superstars on July the 14th. WWE gave Rosa some TV time and I really think she came into her own. She was still a heel at this point and Naomi was a big fan favourite. It really took off. In my opinion, it was Rosa Mendez's best WWE match. It wasn't the beatdown I expected. Rosa got in some good offence, a good reversal and some near pinfalls. The cracks, however, were starting to show for Rosa at the end of the match. Her frustration at not being able to put Naomi away came through. I was going to run through this match, but I thought, if people haven't seen it, watch it. Her character development had been perfected and her in-ring work had vastly improved. A really positive showing for Rosa, in my opinion. Go and check that match out on Superstars July the 14th, 2014 on the WWE Network or YouTube. Trust me, I think the match will have you invested in this diva. In August 2014, Rosa had what I think must be one of the shortest matches in, in diva's history. AJ, the diva's champion, was deep in storyline with a best friend turned enemy turned best friend turned, yeah, you get it, her frenemy, Paige. And Rosa was caught in the crossfire. She came out to a new theme, Pelig Rosa. She was fired up and ready to go. She shouted to AJ, I want a title shot. The bell rang and within seconds, AJ locked in the Black Widow and Rosa tapped out. I'm really happy we've moved away from these types of matches. Matches said as loosely as possible. I always wanted more for Rosa and still to this day, I feel disappointed for her when I look back at her career. I wanted everyone to support Mendez the way I did, to champion her on and come September 2014, something magical happened. The crowd really got behind Rosa Mendez. Finally, after all these years, she became a fan favourite when she began teaming with Natalia on a face run. Total Divas had shown a clip where Mendez had returned and there was a limited time to get her back into the fold. Mark Carano wanted Natalia to be the veteran that she is and help Rosa sort of find a way. The two began a tag team and I can say it was one of my favourite Divas tag teams of all times. Rosa adopted this sort of new girl persona, seeking the approval of everything she did from the legend Natalia, and they began a feud with Mean Girls, Layla, and Natalia's biggest enemy and total diva, Summer Rae.
Main event came around again, we had Summer and Layla make their way to the ring. Out next came Rosa and Natalia. Rosa showing her excitement, she was feeling the crowd's reaction but Natalia, by her side, was trying to calm her down, keep her grounded before they entered the ring. The clip I mentioned was shown, Mark asking Natalia for help. Natalia responded saying, of course Natty gets saddled with Rosa. If I wanted to babysit people, I would, you know, hang out with Summer. Rosa didn't care for the comments, she was just happy to be teaming with the Queen of Hearts. Natalia looked a little embarrassed and Summer, of course, took offence. Rosa and Summer started the match and what was this? A shove from Summer but Mendez came back swinging. A quick roll up and then an arm drag followed by another. Rosa was on fire. A drop kick to Summer scored a one count. Summer screaming for help to her partner Layla and Mendez delivered a suplex. Then, with a gut kick, she sent Summer through the ropes to the outside. Attempting to pick up Summer, Layla got involved, but again, what was this and, and who was this firecracker? A punch to Layla, a punch to Summer, back to Layla, back to Summer. We were loving this new Rosa Mendez. And then, what is it they say? All good things come to an end. After tossing Summer back inside the ring, Rosa climbed the apron and Layla grabbed Rosa's tights, pulling her to the floor. And the biggest wardrobe malfunction happened. Rosa's, um, well, let's just say everything was shown to the crowd the announce desk and everyone at home on tv it all went downhill from here rosa took the big kick from layla and the match was done this new team also managed to face Paige and aj lee two of the top divas in the division so things were looking good for rosa the tv time was there she looked good in a baby face role and i honestly really enjoyed this run Rosa did mention after that accident the Divas were greeted backstage by Triple H and Mark Carano and they were not happy about what happened out there. Rosa said she immediately cried and both her and Layla got into big trouble but once they explained that it was an accident things were smoothed over. It was good. We were all good. So back to Total Divas, the popular reality TV show was back for season 5 and Rosa Mendez returned. She made season 3, was dropped for season 4 but returned in season 5. When the time came for the new season and Rosa Mendez was featured on the cover, my question was, why? She didn't get much TV time from season 3 to now. She wasn't a top star. It just seemed a random move. A very good move to bring her back, but it didn't make sense at the time. I really think that, you know, this was Rosa's last chance and it, it paid off. I think had she not got so over with the fans on the show once again, she would have been released a lot sooner. So I'm happy that it was a success. It was a blessing. The one thing I learned in Rosa's career was, yes, she played a good heel. The facial expressions were there. She looked good at being bad. She was a true underdog. And yes, there's that term again. You know, fans quietly rooted for her, but as a heel, she could never take off. I learned that Rosa was more successful as a face. Her small face run on SmackDown teaming with Kelly Kelly against Lay Cool, for example, well, the crowd loved it. I don't think it was just because they wanted to see Lay Cool get their asses kicked. The crowd liked Rosa in this role. When she teamed with Natalia, did you hear the crowd pop when the fire was lit beneath her and she took out both Layla and Summer? Rosa was a diamond in the rough, in my opinion. If they had created a, char a character similar to maybe Cherry or Dana Brooke in her later career. I believe it would have catapulted her, maybe even all the way to a title. You heard it here first. 
I just always felt Rosa was under surveillance in WWE, but I noticed over a Total Divas run on both seasons, the dynamics changed. The fans really found something special in it and wanted to explore who Rosa actually was. It was a turning point I don't think WWE wanted to admit or accept. In September 2014, Rosa got a singles match on Raw against Layla, which didn't sit well with the fans. She was called out for not selling her opponent's moves, and although she was over with the crowd, this seemed to be a very big sticking point. But I stand by what I said. She didn't get consistent in-ring time on matches, so she wasn't as well developed as some of the stars on the roster, but this wasn't her fault. I've said it time and time again. If the roster was full of, you know, Charlotte Flair's or Becky Lynch's, it would be a boring watch. Give Rosa a break. The match was given bad reviews, but the fans stuck with her. Over on Twitter, it was mixed reviews. The haters are always going to hit, but the love for her still came pouring in. In April 2015, Rosa got a very short-lived but impressive moment in a Divas Battle Royal. She wasn't eliminated first. I know. Natalia and Summer, the biggest rivals, were fighting on the apron when Rosa, with a running dropkick, eliminated both opponents. I literally couldn't believe it. I was so used to seeing Rosa eliminated first, but the fire must still be burning, I thought. The spark must still be glowing. But then, Emma eliminated Rosa seconds later, and that spark was extinguished. She just couldn't seem to get off the ground. When I hear the term underdog in wrestling, my mind always jumps to Rosa. She was the epitome. Sat patiently waiting for her time, but sadly, it just never came. August 2015, well, August the 6th to be precise, Rosa announced a pregnancy. Total Divas was still airing and in October, Rosa tried a hand at something new, a backstage correspondent. She wanted to stay relevant, stay within the realms of WWE for as long as she could, but the job had to be non-physical and, and safe for Rosa and baby Jordan. Rosa brought comedy to this role. She was so funny. I remember the outtakes. She was fluffing her words. She looked panicked. She was giving the advice to, to not think of it as a script, to just speak naturally. Rosa did manage to pull this off right before maternity leave the very same month. In February 2016, Rosa gave birth to Jordan and then retired exactly a year later in February 2017. Now, would this be the end of Rosa Mendez for WWE? Yes, but not for MCW. Rosa had a brief in-ring return. She came out to her Peligrosa theme and spotted a yellow gear. She looked incredible. If you've not seen these matches, check them out on YouTube now. And yes, Rosa could wrestle, guys. I told you. I told you all. I wanted more. Rosa's great. End of story. So, that leads me to the burning question. Why did Rosa get the treatment she had in WWE when she proved in OVW, FCW and MCW that she could wrestle? In her 11 years in WWE, she was given only four title matches, one as a battle royal at WrestleMania 30 and three on live events at WWE house shows against Layla. Her win-loss record was terrible. Checking quickly, Rosa had only 65 TV matches in her career. She had five wins on Raw, two on SmackDown, two on Superstars and one on Main Event. Only one of those wins was her own, in a singles match, but only via disqualification. She lost 29 matches on Raw, 14 on SmackDown, 3 on Superstars and 2 on Main Event. She also had 2 WrestleMania matches, 3 dark pay-per-view matches and 2 televised pay-per-view matches. It's only a win-loss record some might say. Who cares? I care. 
Statistically, Rosa won't be the most losing woman in WWE, as women like Natalia, Charlotte and Becky, etc. have had many more matches than Rosa. But in a sense of percentages, I think she more than likely is. Now, with the Rumble season upon us, it's literally right around the corner. My favourite premium live event without a shadow of a doubt is Royal Rumble. I love the multi-women matches, which I've said hundreds of times, but I also love the nostalgia, the returns, the divas, the what-ifs. So, what if Rosa came back? This is one I've wanted since the event's inception in 2018. Rosa said she thought about it and thought no, but then thought about it some more and said if she was asked to do the 30-woman rumble, she would do it for charity. If Vince or WWE offered her a good amount for charity, then yes, absolutely she would do it. So guys, there is still hope. Maybe 2024, we will see Rosa at the Rumble. Royal Rosa. Peleg Rumble. Who knows? It could happen. Jumping quickly on the relevant AJ Lee train, with AJ trending each and every week, did you know Rosa and AJ had genuine heat backstage? Rosa revealed that in her career, she never buried anyone. She respected everyone in the locker room, backstage, and of course, all the talent, even AJ, the woman who Rosa said she hated working with. But even with those feelings, she still had respect for her co-worker. That is professionalism. She didn't try to tear AJ down. She was just honest to herself and her peers. The pair made peace down the line, but I thought that would be a little interesting fact for you as we near the end of this episode. I wind down these episodes with polls, as you know. Normally, I ask, does this woman deserve a Hall of Fame spot? Now, I'm not silly, and I assume you're not silly either. WWE is never going to put Rosa Mendes in the Hall of Fame. So, I changed it up a little. I asked you, did Rosa deserve to be treated better in WWE? 64% of you voted yes, and I have to agree. Let me put it to you like this. Imagine training so hard for something you wanted to do. Imagine finding someone who paved the way, who inspired you. Imagine wanting to fight for a chance to keep that path going. Imagine entering a contest, being offered a contract and then being left in the dark like Rosa was. She could wrestle. She wouldn't have been given the chance otherwise. She had passion, charisma, talent. She was likeable. She wanted to make a name for herself, but WWE made it for her. Rosa Mendes was never a champion. She lost more than she won. But I knew this episode had to be created because like I said in the beginning, Rosa inspires me. She inspires me to never give up. The going got tough, but what did she do? She just kept going. She could have rolled over and quit, but she didn't. She could have ran away, but she didn't. The best years of her career she gave to WWE and she tried hard. She was a rookie, a badass, a babyface, a reality star, and above all else, she became a mother all while achieving her dreams. Rosa is a champion to me, and she should be to you. She inspired me to chase what I want in life. When one door closes, kick another one down. Look back at her work, celebrate what she has accomplished. I thought I'd share my top five favorite Total Divas moments of Rosa Mendes. Number five. The pep talk from Natalia after Rosa's return didn't go as planned. She cried. She said she wanted to show how athletic she is now, but she didn't run the ropes properly. Natalia reminded her that someone always wants to take your spot, but you have to keep believing in yourself. She wipes Rosa's tears and fixes her hair and it's job done. There's an important message in that clip. Number four, Alicia and Cameron, rivals turned friends, play a prank on Rosa. 
They make up after a fallout, then pretend fight. Foxy throws Cameron's phone in the pool and poor Rosa is gobsmacked. She can't believe what's just happened. Luckily, the shock didn't last long as they revealed what happened moments later. Number three, the wardrobe malfunction. Seeing Foxy and Paige's reactions backstage was hilarious. Number two, the fight between Natalia and Summer in the car. Natalia pulls over, dragging Summer out the car by her hair and Rosa, she doesn't know what to do. Before this moment, she tried to make peace between the women and failed. The slap always makes an appearance. And the fight between Summer and Natalia, well, is it ever gonna go away? And number one, Rosa is proposed to in Paris. I was so happy she was getting a happily ever after. The look on her face is just one of the best Total Divas moments of all time for me. So, after hanging up her wrestling boots for good, Rosa said one day she was washing her face and looked in the mirror and started crying. She worked her whole life to have the dream, the career, the big house, you know, the nice cars, the fame and the friends. From the outside, it looked like she had the life, but on the inside, she was empty. So, going to church already, they were doing the book of Job, a story of a man who loses everything, but he doesn't stop loving Jesus and believing in his faith. Rosa said she called to God and asked for help. She was happy for God to take everything away from her, but not to take her daughter. Not like Job who lost his kids. Within 24 hours of this prayer, her Instagram got hacked. She had a letter in the mail to say her taxes hadn't been taken care of properly and she was losing her house. Her friends faded away. God was taking away everything she was happy to lose. She sold a Rolex and got a cross. She got rid of her handbags, her shoes, her clothes. She started going to church, talking to other Christians. She said she felt fulfilled. Her life turned around. She said her life now had meaning. I heard this and thought, imagine the strength she holds, having your life crumble around you, but holding one thing close to your heart, knowing it will all be okay. She found the light in her darkness. Just think about that for a moment. Think, you know, some of us can't cut can't cope a couple of hours without our phones or the internet but she lost it all everything she worked for she lost but she held her daughter close and found her faith and the way was shown i have huge respect for her how many of us could experience that and not crack because i know i couldn't so guys that wraps up the second from last episode of season two costa rica's greatest export rosa mendez I hope you got the message I was putting out. Take this as a lesson. If you find yourself in a tough time, don't give up. Keep fighting for what you believe in. Please follow me on X, follow my show, hit that subscribe button to never miss another episode. Send me a screenshot. As always, tag me, tag the talent. Hashtag they made their way to the ring. Remember, most importantly, to tag the promotions. Help me get my ring announcing gig. I'm not going to drop this. Have a fantastic Christmas. Spend time with your family and friends. I hope it's all you want and more. I wish you all a very happy and healthy new year for 2024. You'll hear me next time in the new year for the last episode of season two. Another former Total Diva turned knockouts champion. After a short break, I'll return with season three and I already have a solid lineup, I think. Don't forget to recommend this show to all of your wrestling mutuals, share on your socials, please drop a rating and a review, it, it does honestly all help. The next big goal is 500 streams and we're only 30 away. Tune in next time for the end of season 2 of 
they made their way to the ring. Ding, ding, ding.